the best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing, we regroup up in the slack chat where the coaches debrief, we be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie, ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets casket is top. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the DFS Army Bowl Call Waiver Wire Podcast, where we focus on your season-long leagues, taking a break from DFS before we ramp up this week, giving you all the good tips. I am Alan Sislowski. Follow me at Alan Sislowski on Twitter. Here with our El Presidente, the real El Presidente. No, no. The secondary El Presidente. Anyway, our, our chief executive officer, our fearless leader, Hey, what's up, Geek? It's good to be back here talking football with you again. What's up, my man? It's back to be. It's good to be back on the bold call. Making yeah, yeah. bold calls. It's been a few weeks. I think it's been like three weeks since you've been on. We've had some special guests going over the season-long stuff. Done a uh, couple of solo. I want to talk about a preseason bold call before we get into anything else. Sure. Where you were wrong. And when you're right, you're right. And when you're wrong, you're wrong. And we have to accept all of these things. So in the preseason, you told me that Dak Prescott, could wind up as the QB1 overall this season. It was headed that way, wasn't it? It looked good for a minute, but I mean, bro, he's definitely not going to end up there. So you got to <laughs> be able to determine who's going to get hurt. Yeah. He's false. Yeah, I mean, I mean, how I didn't foresee his his ankle getting uh twisted around like the exorcist's head uh is beyond me. I mean, that is just, you know, uh, who 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 wouldn't have seen that? It's a big miss. Yes. Big miss. Hey, how are you doing in your um in your main season long league? Are you still in it? Are you at least four and three? Are you um five and two? Or are you trying to fight out of a hole at three and four or worse? I have a couple of things going on. To say a main league is difficult, but in my dynasty league, which I consider my most important, the one that I've been in the longest, my team is now so much better than the rest of the dynasty that it's actually become embarrassing. For everybody else to play me. I, I just played the other team that was six and zero, oh, and I destroyed them like 140 to like 63. His players were so scared that they didn't even show up. Like this was a guy who was doing well. He was number two in the league. There, his players said, You know what? We're going up against we're going up against Kevin. Let's just take this week off. Okay. No point in scoring. Let's just take it off. Let's just chill. And I also want to circle back on another amazing uh, little happening that you had go on with you. And before I do that, though, I just want to remind everybody that the Waiver Wire Podcast Weekly is brought to you by No House Advantage, a props for cash site. Go to their, uh, go download their app, No House Advantage, and use promo code Army A R M Y get twenty dollar match. Uh, I really like playing over there because you can prioritize which props are going on. They had it for baseball. They have for NFL and uh, throughout some other sports. So definitely go check out No House Advantage. Yeah. Now, little, Geek, little pro tip, guys. If you're using, if you're, if you're doing the props in No House Advantage, which I love and I love to play there as well, use the prop tool on DFSArmy.com. Even if you're just listening to this, by the way, and you're not a DFS Army subscriber because, hey, that's cool. We do a lot of content. We get it. If you go to DFSArmy.com and you check out the props tool, it's called the Prop Finder. You can actually search every player and see every Vegas prop on every player. There's nothing like this. It's a really awesome tool. And you compare that to the props over at No House Advantage. So it's like a really great way. Hey, if Vegas is all over, you know, um, a player to get over 40 receiving yards, 
and he's a minus 160 to hit it, and the prop on no house advantage is, is, is 40 receiving yards, you want to smash that over and make it your top priority. So it's a great way to identify. Just let, let, uh, let Vegas take the wheel. No reason to think too hard. Yeah, let's Let Vegas take the wheel. With that said, let's talk about why you came in to tune into this podcast today, which is the waiver wire podcast. Now, I always usually like to start with running backs, but geek, but running backs are, are pretty straightforward. You know how to navigate that. And we will cover running backs. It's whoever, whichever main running back is out, you pick up the uh the understudy, the second string running back, and you have interest now in the third running back. So that's pretty straightforward. What I think is interesting this week is when a star wide receiver goes out like Odell Beckham. Yeah. How do we prioritize a player like Rashard Higgins, who has been a professional wide receiver, got caught all six of his targets. You saw that game. You and I were texting back and forth during that game, made some acrobatic catches and had over a hundred yards. Anytime a receiver gets over a hundred yards, gets the majority of the catches. I'm interested in picking him up. And given the fact that Odell Beckham wasn't producing outside of that one monster game, are you I making? Think, I think this is more relevant than anything else. Yeah. So, are you making him the Wait. number one waiver wire wide receiver pickup this week? I mean, it depends who's available, right? But in your league, but of the group that should be available, yeah, Higgins is going to be the top guy because his role is not in question. Some of these other guys will come back and they'll be gone, and the you know, so it depends who's available, but. You know, outside of some brand name guy who like just happened like a like a Sterling Shepard for well, example. Let me ask you that. So Sterling Shepard was available in a bunch of leagues. He was pulled off IR late. He had a pretty good game. Would you prioritize Shepard on a bad offense or uh, Cleveland, who's a pretty good team? And Higgins, they're not, a, they're not a good passing offense, Cleveland. So Shepard, but, is, one second, Shepard. they were they were good once Odell Beckham left the game. Baker Mayfield felt loose. You know, Baker Mayfield went twenty-two of twenty-three once Odell Beckham left the game, and the tw- and the one that he missed was a was a, a spike in the ground. I did all of this is true, but I just want to point out, <laughs> it's even more interesting that, like, I don't think Baker, I don't think Odell ever had a hundred yard game with this team in two seasons. Like, if he had one or two, that would be it. Like, Rashard Higgins has already had more good, great games, and I don't count that trick play nonsense that happened a couple of weeks ago with the throwing and the running for a touchdown and doing some gadgets like hotel in two years that Richard Higgins in one week did like out surpassed uh, two years worth of Odell, which is really interesting. Um, I, I know Higgins like he's kind of a fuck up. Maybe he's, maybe he's got a shit together now. Wait, like wait, he, what do you, what do you mean? He's a, he's a, I, I, earlier in his career that was like showing up late. He was getting penalized for weird things like not studying. Like there were some issues going on with him. I was unaware of that early in his career. It might've been a couple of years ago. Um, I don't remember enough detail where I'm going to sit here and spit out exactly what it was, but I, re- I recall there were some issues with him being enough. All right. Well, that so, said, so are you picking him up over Shepard over Brandon? Ayuk? I mean, are, what, how do you prioritize those three guys? Um, I would still take Shepard before him. Cause I think Shepard is that really solid PPR piece on a team. That's going to have to be throwing again. They're, they're not very good at it, but when Shepard's in that game, that Giants offense actually, I think he's the best wide receiver on their team. So I would, I would take Sterling Shepard ahead of, uh, assuming he's available. He shouldn't be available, but if he no, is, he he's actually he's only he was only owned here. I'll check it while I'm talking to you, but he was only owned uh, in a handful. Let's see, I, I'll keep going and I'll give you the exact ownership percentage. For, for me, Sterling Shepard, if he's available as a priority over Higgins, but Higgins would be a priority over a lot of these other guys including, um, you know, some of the other names that you so, might like Curtis Samuel. 
you know, he's on the list because he had a good week. Like he's not Again, a good Sterling, guy you want to get. Sterling Shepard only 29% owned. So he is likely available in a lot of leagues. If you are in a good PPR league, 12 team, he should not be there. Yeah, but, but if he 29%, is, I mean, that, those are the yeah. numbers. I mean, so anytime it's below 35% in Yahoo leagues, that I think is legitimate. Sometimes when you see like in a lot of shows, rightfully so, they put, you know, they're 45 percent guys, but that takes into account like eight and 10 team leagues. When you see something below 35%, that means that he's available in a good amount well, there of you go. 12 team Yeah, leagues. I mean, Sterling would be my number one priority for sure. Number two, Higgins coming off the big game. He it, um it doesn't look like Jarvis Landry is like really healthy. It looks like he's absolutely playing. Something. Which we talked about in the preseason. Yes, Anytime you have major hip surgery, that's an auto fade. Now he's been all right. It's just for fantasy. He just, you know, he has not even been close to what you thought you were getting. I know that he was discounted a little bit this year in the seventh round, but I mean, Jarvis Landry has been like a top 15 wide receiver in PPR leagues every year. There's no way that, you know, we expected him to be more of like wide receiver 35 this year or better. And, and, or, well, when you were sure. drafting him, you were expecting a lot better. We we definitely de-emphasized him because we don't like those players coming off that kind of an injury. And that, right. that is correct. Um, so on the DFS Army waiver wire sheet, I actually I have Shepard one. I have Ayuk uh, two. Uh, I have Rashard Higgins fifth. Well, I'll have to move. To me, explain to me now, Nelson Aguilar. I understand more, but explain to me the Brandon Ayuk love. Why is he number two? Okay, so uh, D, so he came. You you've seen we've seen him play now a little bit, right? Uh, we know this guy could play football. Uh, Debo Samuel is going to be out again for a few weeks. So Brandon Ayuk is the wide receiver one on that team. We know George Kittle's effectively yeah. the best pass catcher, but Brandon Ayuk is going to get it two, three rushes a game. Uh, we, he's going to get those short slants. Uh, he's going to be the priority pass catcher. Now you're going to probably have to fight a few people on the waiver wire for him, which is why I was thinking about adding, um, I can't believe his name just slipped me, but the, uh, oh, Bourne, Kendrick Bourne to the list as well. So if you're in a little bit of a deeper league or a 12 team league and you don't want to pay for a wide receiver and you want a piece of that San Francisco game, uh, passing game, yeah. Bourne is a live play. Uh, he's always been someone that could, that gets involved, but I like Brandon Ayuk here. And again, you're, you're looking for, usually when you find a wide receiver on the waiver wire, you're hoping they can be like your wide receiver three, right? Ayuk strikes me as a player that could literally be a wide receiver one for the rest of the season in a, in a certain amount of weeks. So, you know, you're looking for 10, 12 points on these waiver wire, uh, sorry, these wide receivers. I think I, can be like an 18 point player. Uh, if he, if he just turns it on this part of the year. Well, number one, this week, the matchup is the best matchup of the year for San Francisco. So this is the week to get him. Right. right? Samuel's out. So now how long is, we don't know. I don't know what the deal is with Debo. It's going to be a few weeks. It's a, it's a hamstring again. Yeah, this one, this right? is what happens. By the way, again, season long says, and I in the bold call, we always push this. We always talk about this. These guys who are injured to the point where they're still hurt and the season's beginning, and you know they got to wait a few. This is the story of how this goes. Samuel finally starts to come back. The hammy goes. Those one injury leads to, I can tell you right now, I got a badminton injury. I, I haven't talked a lot about this. Okay. I've talked a lot about this. I don't like to get personal. I had a badminton injury. Okay. Now over the summer, I played competitive badminton against my kid at Crusher. Not going to lie. Won some money, but I mean, she's 10, but I won some money. I don't mess around when I'm playing serious badminton, but you know, like it started off on the inside and the gurn and like, 
it continued like that's hurting. So you walk a little weird. Now I got some pain on the outside, like on a different spot. And I'm like, wait a minute. The fuck is this? I was hurt over here. Now it hurts over there. I can't walk around. That that stuff happens when you get in. Listen, athletes like me and Debo Samuel, and we're, you know, different level, but similar. We learn this, all right? Like, so they get hurt. They get hurt. Well, you never got a badminton injury. You're looking at me funny. Like, what? You don't you don't play? Oh no, no. I, I've played badminton, uh, and it is, you know, just at our at our delicate age, you can certainly pull anything at any time. But I, I think you, I don't want to lose the point of what you were saying. I know you were you were it's telling this very story. important point is yeah. that one injury leads to another. So well, and also we we're gonna get so we, as you see this season, you're gonna have so many injuries throughout the fantasy football season. Don't draft injuries. Don't walk into injuries. If there's a player that's injured, unless you're getting an extreme discount in the draft, and you weren't on depot. You weren't. No, no, you had to pay. That's right. You had to pay like pretty an eighth cool round pick. You know? And everybody's like, well, he's going to be back week three. You know, you always talk about this. He comes back, but you really don't want to play him his first week back. Right, got you got in. And then if two, he doesn't go off, then you have to sit him in the next week. And then he goes off and then you put him in. And, he has set, and then before you know it, it's week eight or week nine. And, you, and you're you fooling around with a, you can't even speculate on some other players. Well, the, you're fooling around with this guy. And now he's got a hammy injury. But it's not like that wasn't predictable. You should expect that. So that was just the point of all. When these guys are hurt and the season has begun, this was the same thing a little bit with Jarvis Landry. You know, he, he, he all right, so he's finally, he's going to play. You know, we weren't sure if he was going to be there. And now he's got a whole kind of injury March season that's just not going the way you wanted. So avoid these guys like the plague is the um, is the is the word of the day. Brandon Ayuk, I am seeing now, he's in such a great matchup this week. He's so you're... you're you're with me that he should be the two, the, the number two or number three ranked wide receiver. I'm looking for this. Week. I will take Ayuk over Higgins only because oh, wow. I've seen Higgins. I've actually seen Higgins for enough years to know that I don't actually really buy that he's very good. Okay. Uh, again, I might have this this thought from two seasons ago when it was looking like he might be the guy before OBJ, like his rookie year, and they were talking about him being a knucklehead. So what and, you're and, what you're saying is that if you pick up Higgins, you're more expecting him to to feel like your wide receiver three or your flex. But if you, but even though Ayuk ha- doesn't have like a real floor because we just don't know, you agree with me that he could be a top fifteen wide receiver, an eighteen point a week guy in PPR leagues. He's the number two guy on his team. Like he's the default number two passing option because Kendrick Bourne ain't that guy, right? Kendrick Bourne, we know what he and, is. He's a deep threat guy. He could and end up being it. the number one passing option. You know better than anyone. They keep they they like uh, in, in your leagues where they give you points for blocking. To George Kittle is the number one ranked player. They want to keep George Kittle in as a blocker. They've been sending him out, but now they don't really have a lot of running backs going. On. I actually think they're going to throw more. There's not much going on at the running back position. I don't think they'll be able to do that. And so I think that offense is going to open up. But you're talking about the number one wide receiver on a team that at least this week. Is going to have to throw a lot, and and they haven't been the stifling defense that they have been in the past, or at least the complete shutdown. So, there there are a lot of reasons to like Ayuk here. I'm actually going to favor him as the best pickup, even over Sterling. As Fair I'm enough. Now and again, I like that just for the upside. So yeah. you know, those are th- both of those guys are 10, 12, 15 percent. If you really want to get them, uh, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, he guy was a first, uh, a former first round pick. Oh, the, one second, the top Raiders, top. the Raiders are throwing to him. He scored a touchdown again. He had it. Well, I think he had over a hundred yards again. I I know you know we have this perception that he's this cast off, but. He it, while Brian Edwards is out, while there's no Tyrell Williams, uh, you know, of course, Darren Waller's going to get his. And rookie uh, Henry Ruggs is a low volume. He's a two to three target a game guy. 
Uh, Nelson Aguilar is the guy that's getting the targets. I mean, I know it. it good. I think a lot of people are going to think how your reaction just was. You don't want it. So you need a, a you know, you just lost Odell Beckham. You just, um, you know, you have Terry McLaurin on by. You have Will Fuller on by. You're desperate. I think he could be had for a $5, $7 bid, and that's a very reasonable plug and play for the week. One, one of the great things I love about the waiver wire show and season long in general is just, I was saying this before, but how it ties into DFS. These guys are all going to be DFS like sleeper plays this week. Every one of these names, uh, you know, you can play Aguilar this week. Maybe. Yeah. You might have to play Aguilar like this week. You know what I'm saying? Like Ayuk is definitely a play this week, especially on FanDuel DraftKings. They screw us with the, with the price, right? The salary hike. But in your season long league, again, you know, the, the DFS is the, is the hardest game I think out there because you know, you, it's the, the competition, the, the field is huge. Yeah. All the whole player pool to pick from, but you know, as your roots come from the season long game as everyone's does that sometimes you just, no, well, that's true. You know, people that have been playing fantasy for 25 yeah. years like you have. And sometimes you just don't have the options. And a lot of people will just, you know, that have been playing fantasy now because everyone knows what they're doing for the most part. You know, it's just good to kind of hash it out. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to pass on Aguilar just thinking it was an aberration game where they uh, they need him. I mean, this was a former first round pick. This is a first round pedigreed player. He hasn't panned out, but sometimes those guys, I mean, you know, we have seen him performance in. Uh, so one thing he, I will say for Aguilar and uh, for his benefit is th they don't have anyone else. That That's the bigger part. Like Darren Waller. Great. You have Henry Ruggs, who has a lot of explosiveness, but hasn't really put it together as a volume wide receiver as of yet. He seems to be right now a big play kind of gadget guy. And so you've got this guy in Aguilar who got nine targets last week in a, in a pace up matchup for them. He's actually had a few big play sort of fluky plays more than anything else the last few weeks. So like Aguilar has been producing but he's been producing on low volume, like two targets, one big catch, 59-yard touchdown, you know, four targets. So he's had a couple of okay games for like basically min salary. But now with Brian Edwards seemingly either fading away or Oh, hurt, he hasn't he hasn't played. He's been hurt. Yeah, he's kind of fading away, is what I'm saying. He's been hurt, and you know, the season's passing along and it's not the Brian Edwards year. This guy is taking over as like, you know, I mean, a, a serious target. And you're not seeing this, anything from Hunter okay. Renfro. This is what I said earlier, and I'm going to stick by this. Anytime you see a guy that gets nine targets in a game and he has over 100 yards, he's a pickup, okay? And now, it, it, of course, it could just be one game, but given the pedigree, given the usage, and given the production the week before, I want to play him this week and see if it can continue. Okay, some of the other guys we have in there, I know I have uh, Denzel Mims ranked a little bit higher than the consensus. Uh, I'm going to tick him down a little bit. His his first game out was pretty good. I think a lot of people are going to think, hey, the Jets stink, and I don't want anything to do with that passing game, but he he caught four passes. He led the team in yards and receptions. Uh, I know Jamison Crowder was out. Uh, it was a good debut by Denzel Mims. He was he was one of the uh, of the surprise um, pre-draft process players that rose up draft boards. Hey, now we're getting to see him. Um, I think this he could the, be ha he could be had draft Nick play, but you know what? Bashar yeah. Perriman hurt again. Right. Um, I mean, who Crowder who? does not look good. So he's, he's a very I mean, good like zero dollar one dollar pickup. 
yeah, don't go crazy with that. It's still the Jets, and and they stink. And they're actually this is not a great matchup against um against KC. They're very very I mean, good um, pass defense, but yeah, but it's, yeah. you know it's a rookie. We don't know. Oh, and, you know, you're you're desperate for for a player. You just you have a little bit room. That's why we don't carry Debo Samuel. That's why we don't draft injured players because yeah. we want to cycle that just in case somebody hits. We want to have that end of the bench be players that we can pick up and cut easily to keep speculating. Uh, just flying. The these guys are startable in in emergency. Yes, it's like I have leagues that are so deep that I might have to start Denzel Mint. Yeah, just just zipping through some of the other wide receivers. Then we'll move on to the running back position because we want to give you a, a concise podcast here. So when you're listening in the car, the way to work, or if you're listening while you're working out, you have all you're making your pickups on your phone while you're listening to this. Uh, Jalen Guyton, uh, the rookie in uh, the Chargers with Justin Herbert there. He's a given to uh, not a given. Sorry. He is uh, a live play to score a long touchdown any given week. He is a speedster. Uh, you know, Curtis Samuel had the rushing touchdown last week. I like that. Uh, both the New Orleans receivers, uh, the the rookie Callaway and Deontay Harris himself, both produce again worth an ad in a in a depleted market. And our guy from the preseason geek, Donovan, the People's Champ Jones, with an Can't amazing with an amazing toe tapping catch to win the game last week. Couldn't believe it! Oh, Couldn't but you it. know we were on him early. He's on all of our dynasty rosters. You know. It, he was a six round draft pick by the Cleveland Browns and his draft stock fell because his college production going back. I just want to give you a little history on, on DPJ. He, uh, he was the number one high school recruit in 2017. And what happened was like Jerry Judy was the number two recruit. And I forget like some other uh, major guy that came out was number three and Donovan Peoples Jones just didn't have, he had about half the production of those guys. And the reason is his proponents point to the fact that, he just had a horrible QB in, in Michigan, and but his skills were there. Look what happens when he got halfway decent quarterbacking. This was his first game in the in the pros. Give him a, an NFL level quarterback, even though we don't love Baker Mayfield, we do acknowledge he's an NFL, you know, at least a little bit below league average QB. Um, the guy produced, so I think that he again makes for a perfect add to the end of your bench. If you're totally, you can pick him up after waivers runs. This, this may be the sneaky better play than Rashard Higgins. I'm telling you, Higgins is a is a, uh, a yeah. Runner. So you're saying that's a trap? Higgins is a trap. I, I, it's just he's been around for a little bit longer yeah. than I'm comfortable with. Like I, he, I like Higgins. I think he's yeah. a good player. I actually just sold him in a dynasty league uh, for a second round pick, more or less. I'm a, really yeah yeah, yeah. The, great sell. Yeah, the uh, the it was to the Odell owner who is literally on his way to a championship and just needs to super deep league fourteen team needs somebody. He knows he overpaid, but at the same time, he knows he's going to get production for the rest of the year. All right, running backs, geek. So on top of the DFS Army waiver wire sheet, which if you want to become a VIP member, just go to dfsarmy.com, use promo code says or geek, uh, and you'll go over there. And not only will you get all the access to all the coaches, uh, you'll have all the season and and for the DFS sheets and we'll go over at the end all that great value but that is where i house the dfs army waiver wire sheet and on top of that sheet i have a, a push two hands in push all your chips in even though he's on a buy to chase Edmonds, even though he's on a buy and you can't use him this week do you agree with the drake injury that chase Edmonds is you must have him he is a great play for at least the next three weeks yeah i mean yeah. he shouldn't be available in your league but if he is chase Edmonds also happens to be clearly better of a player than Kenyon Drake at this point right now. 
you're right about Evans though. He's he's sixty four percent owned. Yeah, he's he's owned in your league, so you're probably not getting him. And if you're in a league that he's available, you're in like a ten man, ten team bullshit league. Anyway. Or somebody, you know what? Someone could have dropped him when he did nothing after no, the big trick no, game. You're in a bullshit league. Like actually, what I want you to do is look on your waiver wire, and if if Chase Edmonds is available, I want you to reevaluate this league that you're in. Get in a real fucking league. <laughs> you shouldn't be in that right. league. Actually, you should because you're robbing people. If you're listening to this and Chase Evans is available, that means you're robbing people in their league of your money. And actually, I respect that. Stay yep. in that league. Take some money. of the some of the other guys. I want you to give me your feedback. Carlos Hyde, um, Seattle. I have him as a twenty percenter. Uh, it looks like Chris Carson might miss a game. We won't know until a little bit later in the week. But how confident are you with Carlos Hyde? As let's say you're you know you're Carlos one of these Hyde's questionable. He might not play. Got a hammy injury. Okay, so then are we looking at the rookie DJ Dallas? Are we looking at Travis Homer? Where do we go if um, if we can't get Carlos Hyde? Yeah, I want to try to get DJ Dallas in there just in case. This is just a one-week pickup probably, but in case Hyde doesn't play, I would not spend much on it because we don't know, which is beautiful. But you could probably do a 1% or 2% bid, like a couple dollars, uh, and try to get DJ Dallas in there just in case. But, uh, you know, yeah, it looks like Hyde, Hyde is not a lock to play this week. He's got okay. the hammy. Um and then how about Homer? Do you think Homer's Homer... knee contusion? He's got issues. DJ Dallas might be the only healthy guy. Interesting. So you want to get him? He's a little bit of an undersized back too. So um, I wonder if they bring up you know somebody from their practice squad to uh, maybe a yeah, veteran. I think there are better plays here um, that we can target. Okay. So we're not going to have uh, high there. How about how do you prioritize? Would uh, would Gallman, P Ryan, one of those guys, be interesting to you? Um, Gallman is is the most exciting uh, piece for like longer longer component of the season. The reason is because I've seen with my own eyes, Goldman produce as an NFL running back. He's clearly, and I, I will tell, I will say this to the, I will sing this to the, to the, to the clouds or whatever. He is a better player than Devonta Freeman straight up easily. Yeah. He looked good. He looked better in that game. He just looked like he had a little bit more wiggle to him. He, he had a little looked better. He, he looked like he breathed some Freeman is a washed up player. I, he looked, he, by the way, can I, I just want to tangent for a second and come back? How how much better did Le, Le'Veon Bell looked five years younger in that Kansas City uniform, right? That's a wouldn't you? I mean, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Playing for the Jets is misery. Yeah, yeah. It's no, he, he looked good. He looked good. You know how bad the fucking Jets are? They're so bad that Trevor Lawrence is like, I might go back to college one more year. Nah, like he's, he's gonna not. pass up, you know, and wisely, and he'll be doing the right thing. I would never tell anybody pass up 50 million. And he's going to actually be doing the right thing because 50 million and a ruined career with the Jets versus take your shot at zero, but because you get injured, but then, uh, you know, 50 million with a real yeah. franchise or yeah, better, well, or maybe the Jets again because they're that bad, they might be there again. Uh, but, our, guy, our guy Sam in the chat just asked a quick question about kickers, uh, Prater, Blankenship, or Carlson. For me, Blankenship is money in the bank. That guy, uh, he just. He, he, he does it every week. He's on a good team. So uh, don't overthink it. Just go blank and ship. Uh, it is kickers. I do, you know, it is interesting. I know some people are still playing with kickers. Uh, in fact, more leagues are bringing kickers back. Didn't have them before, but yeah, blank and ship for there. All right. So let me ask you another question about a player on the list here. Yeah. What what do we have for Tevin Coleman's return? Because um, you got your Michael Hasty and Tevin Coleman as possible ads. Obviously, Wilson 
fucking crushed it and then gets yeah. himself hurt at the end of the game. Well, at, le- at least he had yeah. the at least he had the decency to get the production first, unlike Monster Odell. Production. Right, unlike Odell, who got hurt and gave you a zero. So at least uh Wilson did the right thing by his fantasy owners. Oh, by the point oh eight percent of people who rostered him. And that's that's a millie maker winning move in DFS this past week yeah. if you rostered him. Yeah, but- I, I I think both uh I think ha- both hasty and uh, and Tevin Coleman are, are certainly adds. Hasty would be the priority. I mean, we saw last week that Jarek McKinnon got almost nothing. He got a zero, and Coach Shanahan said that he was just giving him um, a rest week. So I, I don't know if that means McKinnon's going to be back involved this week. That is one of those things you cannot play any of those guys besides Hasty with confidence. And Hasty, you just you, you know you're hoping to get ten fantasy points out of him. How about Michael Piran? We were talking about Bell. Uh, you think? P. Ryan, I mean, I, I was not overly impressed with his tape in the preseason when I was watching it, but he didn't look too bad uh, in that in his debut uh, getting, you know, he wasn't really his debut, but he got 10, 10 13 touches. Is he somebody uh, that, you know, there's a lot of teams that are just totally, you know, have no running back this week. I mean, he's yeah, obviously any running guy you absolutely want to grab. If you don't have, I have a lot of, I have some team, I got nothing, right? Well, running backs were all hurt. Chris McCaffrey was on there and, and, you know, Drake was there and Eckler, like my whole fucking preseason excitement for Drake and Eckler has turned into a nightmare. And so, yeah, I mean, I've, you know, LaMichael Pirine, how much I mean, what are the Jets going to do? Keep rolling out a 38 year old Frank Gore. They're going to let this guy play a little bit. I think he's going to get the passing game work. It's not, it's kind of gross, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. So he's a 15 percenter for sure. I mean, obviously adjust the, the, to the flavor of your league, uh, these prices and these bid suggestions I get. Uh, another one you could add if you have space at the end of the bench and you're in one of these deep leagues, he's on a buy, but you always want to say who's one injury away. I have Eno Benjamin on there. Uh, I know there's a, um, a JoJo, when I, I forget the guy's name, JoJo Ward. He is um, another one of those rookies on Arizona that could be added. I mean, again, they're on a buy. It's just a speculative ad. Um, let's move over to the tight ends. Tight end this week is pretty interesting. If Irv Smith was dropped, I, I don't have him on our tight end list, but I would make him. He he has two weeks in a row of rock-solid production where he's catching four or five passes for 50-plus yards. At your tight end, you're happy about that. But Logan Thomas, Harrison Bryant, who I started last week in a desperation move. That's Johnny my- Lawrence. Yes. Johnny Lawrence. Cobra Kai never die. There you go. <laughs> Isn't it great, though, like when you start the scrub and you get like big production out of him? That's like – and then it's you – and then um, Richard Rogers, uh, you you talked about Richard Rogers. He's the only game in town right now. Produced for you last week, and uh, you know what? You talk a little bit about Richard Rogers. Then I want to come back and talk about the last guy on my list. Yeah, I mean, l- listen, Dick Rogers. He's on a team that want he the Eagles. For those who don't know, he's on a team that wants to throw to the tight end. We've seen now. Godert's going to be back in a week or two. Don't spend too much on this dude. Now, this is like a one. You, you're looking at him as like a one or two week fill in. Yeah, it's a one dollar, zero dollar bid. Just grab him if you can get him. You could start him literally this week. That's what's nice about it. You you get Dick Rogers in there. He's playing for you this week. He's the starter on your team. And, and you're so happy and it's fine. It, if you're desperate for tight end, if you're one of these teams that just doesn't have a tight end this week or you just have no confidence in the one you have. Would you go like seven or eight bucks just to get the to patch the week over? How much? Like you know, six or seven or eight dollars, or is no, that just? I don't like to spend that kind of. I'd at that point, I'll take the next guy. So yeah. like, if I have to spend seven or eight dollars, I actually probably wouldn't. 
because I'd probably just take the next guy. But but, you know, there'll be another guy on the list like, you know, uh, let's look at this list like, you know, Albert Alcabuena and Bryant will be available and Logan Thomas might be there. So you can just grab one of these guys. Anthony Ferkser. I was like Ferkser. Yeah, that's my I'm, go to. I mean, he's not the starter right now, but the last. No. So we talked about Logan Thomas, Harrison Bryant. Uh, absolutely. Hey, I, I want to ask you about something else because we're talking about tight end. Why were you want to tell me about this guy, Purdue, and his fucking three touchdown performance? Like, what? Why didn't I know about him? Pardum, Donald Pardum. Pardum. Yeah. Pardum. He came over. I mean, he's like a folk hero from like either like the AFL or XFL or something like that. He's a, you know, I, I, again, it's like we saw a Virgil Green score touchdown, you know, one of those. I'm over here like a donkey playing fucking Hunter Henry, like a big loser scrub that doesn't know better. And (laughs) Don Pardo over here fucking putting up three touchdowns in a game like who the hell is yeah. this guy I, I think that that's the definition of um of a fluke uh you know i know there he has his fans uh part him but uh, i would not expect a repeat performance of that but a tight end though i think is going to slip by on all your waiver wires that i think you could be had for you know an absolute just to pick him up as a, as a first come first serve is alberto alberto kawaitenbaum on denver Dude, your uh, pronunciation of that name was awesome. Did you practice that? <laughs> I, For real, I, I, there's I, no way I was going to say it that way. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, I've I've written about Alberto uh, quite a few times over okay. the last few weeks, uh, so I've had to learn his name. And he, let me just give you the background, geek. On, I'm going to get you a, okay. a more Albert interested. Akawagabom. Akawainobom. 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 I don't even think you're saying it right. I mean, it does not sound that. That's not how it's spelled. I mean, Akawainabom. Akawainabom. You know, if somebody it's if somebody comes in and um and and just like tuned into the podcast while we were doing that, they would probably think it was like a podcast from like another country. <laughs> Akawainabom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Albert Alberto, uh, super athlete. Uh, he was Drew Locke's college teammate at Missouri, and he was his most targeted receiver and most targeted receiver in the end zone. So Alberto you know, gets drafted in, I think, the fourth or fifth round of the real NFL draft. A lot of people thought he was the best tight end in this class, and he was underdrafted. Not often you hear hmm. underdrafted. So what happens? Noah Fant gets hurt. Alberto, week six, gets six targets, four of them in the end zone, okay? Uh, they had a little trouble, you know, converting there because it was his Alberto's first game of real action. So what happens? Okay, it's a flu. Keep an eye on Alberto. Week seven, Noah Fant plays. What happens? Alberto ties the team in lead of targets has seven targets catches all seven of them geek that's really e- even with noah fan back catches Hold all on. seven of seven targets alberto oh, uh, and I again spell it. That, that, bomb. all right 2800 on DraftKings this week uh, pretty good matchup against the chargers tim patrick out with an injury likely no Cortland sutton obviously of course i, I think- just traded for tim patrick in the dynasty league so he's out yeah yeah, and so, emergency trade, he's gone. I mean, you know, he's dinged up at best. Alberto, given his connection with quarterback Drew Locke, and not just that he walked in the same practice facility as him, this was his most targeted receiver in college. This was the guy that he looked to every time they were down in the red zone. Alberto is an absolute, uh, you can get him for free. He's 0% owned in leagues. I think he might be 0.1% this week because we talked about him a little bit last week on the solo pod. But I think that this is a player that I almost wouldn't, I would prefer him over some of the options given all those uh, data points that we just talked about. 
I, I love it. I think this is maybe one of the, like I, I look at these plays for sneakiness for DFS and I'm always looking for that cheap tight end that can produce and you know seven targets six targets the week before and four of them were in the end zone by the way the week before not the red I mean, zone the end zone yeah that's pretty sexy man i think you've got a i love this play man you you've talked me into it i did not know who the hell that was when i looked at your waiver wire list that's the beauty of doing this i had no idea i'm like who the hell is albert oh who the fuck is this guy yeah. i can't even say his name and, and by now, the way any he's an athletic freak like he's one of these guys i have to look at his measurables i'm not going to do it while we're here but it's he's like six five but runs like a four four aquabunam 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 if anybody wants Den uh, so let's see don wrote denver loves tight end in division games all right so that's another good data point right there and if anybody wants to submit a video pronouncing alberto's name their way that it should be done aquabunam yeah. Uh, feel free to tweet that at uh, the F football geek. Damn uh, he, he loves those. Yeah. All right. Um, any, uh, any, any, any uh, streamer defenses this week that you want to tell the people about? Uh, yeah. So just taking a look across the, the um, sphere. I don't know if these are, uh, it's like to say streamer, right? Obviously if you could get Kansas city against the jets, but you probably yeah. have Kansas city right. as, as a defense, love the Rams against Miami, but th again, they're probably not available. Right. Well, here, here's a good tip for you, everyone. Okay. I'm going to give you some actual tips. So obviously we know anyone playing Jacksonville, anyone playing the giants, anyone playing the jets, we want to pick up, but what you need to do is look two weeks ahead. Okay. Go to your, go sort by, you know, uh, by opponent in your software and look at week nine. So right now, you're going to want to look, and if any of those softer opponents are week nine and you have the roster space, if you're holding uh, an injured player or a low upside player, a you know Larry Fitzgerald type, although he did have a pretty good week last week, you want to roster that. It's time to like forget about depth and start, because we need wins. If you're four and three, you need a win this week. If you're three and four, you absolutely need a win this week. So you want to start looking a week or two ahead, figuring out who the softer opponents are and rostering those defenses now before you have to spend money on them in fab. You, you know what? A defense. I'm trying to think of a defense that's available in your league that might be playable this week, this week. And no. most aren't. I, I don't know if the, uh, could you say the Titans going up against the Bengals here, rookie quarterback situation. Titans probably aren't owned. That might be one. Um, another one I might look at is. Yeah, no, you're, no, you're right about that. The, the Titans are, they're widely available. Yeah. Like Titans kind of feel like, you know, I like to target rookie quarterback. It's not to say that I think Joe Burrow is not going to have a good game. I don't think that matters, but rookies do throw interceptions. And so you could get a nice little game out of the Titans there in, in a, in a tough spot. Packers are the Packers available in most leagues. Because if they're not, their their defense is really good, and and um, they're at home against the Vikings. The Vikings have just not been that good uh, offensively. I wouldn't mind playing them in this spot if I had to. Um, where are the Eagles? They're playing on Monday night, Sunday. I, you know, I'm not looking at the whole list here. I'm looking at the main slate, but I think the Eagles do have a game, and I usually like the Eagles, Eagles against Dallas. Yeah, and Dallas. Yeah, oh, love Eagles against. Yeah, that would and be my top choice. And um, what is it called? The 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 Eagle, the Cowboys are starting. Uh, what was the guy from Godfather? Uh, ben Fanucci. Ben Fanucci. The guy ben from the Godfather Fanucci. is Don, Don Fanucci. Don Fanucci. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Fanucci. I, I, Donnie Bag of Donuts Fanucci is what I called him on the fucking podcast or whenever I was talking about him. So, yeah, I mean, play the Eagles. I wish they were on the main slate for DFS to be priced up. Yeah. 
play the Eagles defense this week if you can. I think I have them in a few leagues. All right, Geek. We gave uh, the waiver wire podcast. We like to keep it tight. We gave you a little bit of of actionable pickups. Um, we want you to go there. Tweet at us. Let us know how you're doing in your leagues. If any of these players you pick up, if you can put them in your uh, and you know, as always, we we'd love to answer your start sits. Come over to DFS Army Slack chat. Uh, yeah. well, let me let me let me throw a few things in there here because I, I do always love to talk about this stuff. Number one, you've got season long says in a channel answering your sit start questions. Are you kidding? You know, 24 seven, by the way, start. 11 o'clock at night. I'm sitting there answering these damn. Yeah. Things. Like, you know, you don't know who to start. You want to, you want somebody to help you. Uh, should I start Higgins? Should I start Marquez Calloway? Season long says, what should I do? My man's got an answer for you, right? That's just one thing this weekend alone in DFS army. You guys got to check out DFS army. If you're into DFS, uh, obviously most of you guys are watching this already subscribers. That's awesome. But for those of you who aren't, I mean, we're coming off a weekend where, you know, I, I took down 30K myself. That we was unbelievable. $140,000 winner on the Monday night showdown. Wait, you're going to talk about that on Wednesday in detail, right? Because yeah, I want to hear the story about the stack gonna, correction, the whole thing. Tune in tomorrow for Geeks Vegas Lines, where we go into the stat correction from hell or from heaven, depending on who you who you uh, ask. And we're going to play the video of the stat of, of the play itself. And you're going to decide was this a designed run or was this a sack because fucking a it's close. Like, I don't know. I want to hear it, but th this was a million dollar stat correction. You got to see this. It's unbelievable. Nothing ever happened like this before. I I've never seen anything like it. It's rare that we even get a stat correction in NFL after the game ends and something this intense. Haven't seen it before. It's amazing. So we'll talk about that on geeks, Vegas lines tomorrow. Um, obviously on this channel, like, and subscribe do all that shit. And if you're not a DFS army subscriber, we had our best weekend probably ever this past weekend. Never nailed more plays. I got people on Lock It over Metcalf, which worked out like beyond all wildest dreams. I got everybody onto Deontay Johnson over Traquan Smith, which worked out beyond our wildest dreams. It rarely works out that well. So it was an incredible week. You gotta you gotta get in there and see what what you don't know. If you're playing DFS and you're not kind of learning the strategy of how to construct lineups, how to attack different contests. You're just doing it wrong, and it's no fault of your own that you're losing money. It's just you don't know what you're doing, and that's fine. We have all of this figured out. We've got videos. We've got basic training to show you the correct approaches for DFS and to hopefully turn you. Now, you're not going to win 247000 G G-Money, that's not going to happen for everybody. It's not going to happen for most people. But what might happen is you might stop losing money all the time. You're gonna, you know, this is how I described it to someone geek. You're going to stop feeling like you're guessing and you're going to feel like you're actually understanding the moves you're making. You're going to yeah. start playing chess instead of checkers. You're going to start seeing the uh, ha the moves happen before they happen. You're going to learn process, which is then you're going to use your own judgment. So that's what that's what I told how I described it to my friends that signed up. I, I love your learning you friends. But oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. But you're, you're learning process. You're understanding why things happen and how we project them. A big thing that I like to talk about is why you're not making money doing this. Like there's there's an absolute reason why 84% of people who play DFS cannot do it profitably. And it's not because they're so bad at picking players. It, it has a lot more to do with just not understanding how to attack different contest types. Right. It's the and, little things. You're doing yeah. all the big things probably correct. Maybe, maybe correct. Maybe not. But you're you're in the wrong contest, so you never had a chance. Well, that's a little thing. That's a yeah. little thing. It's just things that we can clean up. So 
check out dfsarmy.com. We'll help you out. We got a chat. Everybody's in there helping one another, cheering one another on. So that's awesome. And we love season-long football. So here we are, crushing our season-long leagues this year. Unless if you listen to me on Drake, then you're probably not so happy. But you know what? Shit happens. Do me, do me a favor also. If you have any questions about any of this stuff, you could always tweet at me, um, at Alan Seslowski, A-L-A-N-S-E-S-L-O-W-S-K-Y. No one's going to tweet at you. They can't. <laughs> <laughs> I put it up on the screen, at F Football Geek for him, for him over there. Yeah. Follow us at DFS Army on Twitter. Also, come over to Instagram. Uh, Allen fantasy football. I'm tweeting out some good content every day for DFS army. In addition to uh, the DFS army, um, uh, homepage there on Instagram. Uh, anything else geek before we wrap it up? Um, yeah, check me out on TikTok. I don't do fantasy football content there. Do you do I have, do you have a TikTok do, account? I, yeah, but I only do wiggle dicking on there. Yeah, no, I, I have my, I have my TikTok up there too. Now, which I have like, like the kids, I'm like Carol Baskin. Can it, you know, like I do the dances to that shit. It's awesome. You want to and see al- that. And also make sure you check out our generous sponsor, No House Advantage. There, there are props for cash site. Prop betting is is literally the next phase of gambling across all sports. It, it's going to be the basis for um, for mainstream gambling. So if you like prop betting, props for cash, use deposit code ARMY. Download No House Advantage on any uh, app store, or if you want to go to their site and play it, Deposit code ARMY, $20 match. All right, Geek, until next time, we'll see you back next week for the Bold Call Waiver Wire podcast. All right. Oh. 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 Oh.